Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Anshul and Nina. Today we wanted to discuss our thoughts on going back to school because that's kind of what everybody has on their mind uh, these days and our thoughts and like the restrictions and all the different options and kind of what we think about them. And we wanted to make this video and put it out um, onto our profile and whatever uh, before uh, Ned Lamont comes out with his plan, which I think is happening in August. So we kind of yep. want to put our thoughts out there before um, it he comes out with a plan. So, Anshul, you want to start us off? Yeah, so just for some context, currently the three ideas that are being planned and being decided are about are you go back to school with some restrictions or you have this hybrid model or you have distance learning. So we're going to be talking about the pros and cons. And then at the end, we'll talk about which one we prefer and why. Oh, so, this is specific at Amity, just to... Yeah, this is specific yeah. at Amity. Or no, th I think through all of Connecticut. And I think in the first week of August, I think that Ned Lamont will be giving some guidance on if he wants students to go back or if he wants distance learning or he wants to leave it up to the districts. Yeah. And, um, just for some context, our parents a few days ago were given a survey on like which one would they prefer. And I think each district will probably in the end pick which one based off of the parent survey and what parents feel most comfortable with. So let's start by talking about our thoughts on we go back to school completely with some restrictions. Okay, so some of the things that Personally, when I read the email that they sent out to the entire school, the staff, the uh, students, all of that, um, the first thing that worried me was the um, use of masks to protect yourself. And I know that I've seen many different articles and stuff like that, that explain how different uh, materials of masks are, are less or more um, able to prevent the uh, virus. And that's really important, A, what type of mask everybody will have to wear and will there be a certain mask like because everybody obviously can just put a cloth over their face and um or will it have to be medical grade i don't think so that's not the main problem but this the main problem is that it, like we said before in previous videos on how wearing a mask has kind of become a political kind of agenda or um topic and i wonder yeah. if that will be forced upon students um, to wear a mask when they're entering the building and in classes, or it's kind of like if that will be decided by the parents personally? Um, personally, in my opinion, at least, I don't think any student should be allowed on the bus or even allowed in the school building if their nose and mouth is not covered. And I understand that people made this whole mask thing into this whole political agenda. And in a future video, Nina and I will be talking about the importance of wearing a mask. But very briefly, you wear a mask to protect yourself and more importantly, protect everybody around you. So I think each and every student, at least in high school, and not high school, every type of school should wear a mask because in the end, you're going to school for an education, but you want it to be as safe as possible. So if we go back to school in the fall completely with various restrictions, wearing a mask should be like the most important thing because you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your classmates. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think I do this in many videos, but I'm going to take another perspective. 
And just when you look at it at a maybe a little farther away, you see that um, elementary uh, students, I know my cousin, she actually finished off her, she lives in uh, England and she actually finished off her year and she went back to school. She had a class of nine and I guess it was fine, but uh, well, <laughs> there they obviously have much, their cases are going down and they're doing yeah. better, but she's a kindergartner and my brother and my sister are also in elementary school and it's really hard to expect children under the age, even high schoolers. Like, can you imagine the whole day sitting in a classroom? These kids barely have like control of their own body. They're going to be running around. Obviously there's, yeah. there's no way social distancing uh, protocols will be like placed and w at least will be uphold, upheld with them. And I can't imagine kids actually able to put themselves, all those, fi those fidgety kids be able to A, wear a mask, and be uh, sit like social distant. I can't imagine that with someone younger than age, like even ten. I don't know. Can you yeah. can you that even high schoolers? Like how how can you stay a whole day? I know even like when I went when I go into a like a shop or a store or anything, like you have to wear a mask. Even that is so like not saying you shouldn't because I completely agree with um, wearing that for both uh, like you said the safe, safety of yourself and the safety of others. But I cannot imagine people the whole day coming to school wearing this, all the hot air, like refeeling it on your face. I can't imagine that with even kids that are super young. Yeah, um, shout out to all the frontline workers who wear a mask and all this PPE every day. Yes. And I think something that Ned Lamont, the Connecticut governor, was trying to do is he's trying to like cohort or also known as like keeping a specific group of students together. So this is obviously harder to do in high school and middle school, but I think what will happen in elementary school is if you're in a class of, let's say, 10, 15 students, you're only going to interact with those people. And I think that's like what will help if someone gets uncomfortable wearing a mask. And I think obviously that the school will have to put in some more like air conditioners and give some sort of break and have plastic around each desk. And obviously this will be like a little scaring to some kids at first but as I said in another video we'll talk more about masks I think it'll become the new norm so let's talk about the hybrid model and just for some context personally I think what will happen with the hybrid is two things could happen you could be like okay if you take these classes you can go to school and if you take these certain classes they'll be only online or what could happen is for on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can have certain grades go to school or certain groups of students will go to school every other day. But basically what the hybrid will mean is that half will be in person and half will be online. So what are your thoughts about it, Nina? So a few things. So I think some pros are obviously, I think everybody has been pretty alone during this time. It'll be a good chance to get people together, actually have some social learning, both the teacher and student um, learning as well as like being with your friends and collaborating. I think that's one pro. Another pro is that um, you will actually like be able, uh, there are like thing, uh, rules put into place that you are in this classroom at this time, you're taking a test at this time. And I think it's more structured learning that will effectively uh, help and increase the like uh, students ability both to excel at the, in their uh, education and all and become a better learner and obviously learn the material that they are given to succeed. Yeah, and I think 
something, at least in our school, what would happen for distance learning is that we would be handed an assignment and we would have to kind of tackle it like by yourself or with your friends. And I think what the hybrid model will allow is it'll allow for more interaction because between a student and a teacher. Because if we look at it from like, if you're a kindergartner, it's much harder to reach out to your teacher for help. And I don't know like what elementary schools are doing to have student to teacher communication, but as compared to high school where you're more comfortable to send an email to your teacher or you can set up a Zoom with them, but in elementary school, it's obviously much harder to reach out. And I think what the hybrid model will allow, it'll allow for more interaction between people because I think something that really happened during this whole distance learning when it was first introduced was that the social aspect was vastly eliminated. If you're, let's say a kindergartner or first grader, like again, I don't really know how technology has changed over the years. It's much harder to communicate with your friends. And during those developmental stages, you need that sort of socialization. And in the hybrid model, you may not be socializing with everybody, but you'll at least get that opportunity. and You'll get another opportunity to like advance yourself in your school work. But I think a, a lot of a big challenge what will happen in this hybrid model is that it'll be hard to determine which classes need to be online and which classes need to be in person because before everything was in person and uh, again there's just a different type of type of engagement when you're with someone physically as compared to having the barrier of a screen and as compared to having a barrier of keeping yourself muted because I think everybody knows when you're on Zoom, you're obviously a little shy to turn your camera on. You're obviously obviously a little shy to talk. Yeah, completely agree with you. I think I love what you said about how like people, uh, especially um, young children that when they're in, in school that a lot, like most of the purpose, I uh, completely agree. The purpose of them going to school is to learn how to socially interact with kids. Like obviously they're learning how to read and how to write and all of that. But another key concept that they are learning that their teachers are providing them with is to be near other students and participate and collaborate and do projects and like uh, build blocks together and all that. And that whole aspect was just like, it was just eliminated once um, uh, the whole distance learning started. And I know uh, my brother, he's a kindergartner and, or he just graduated kindergarten and it was very hard. (laughs) Yeah, it was very hard for him because obviously uh, the teachers can't really put in like structured classes because most of their day is kind of like very flowy and they're doing a bunch of stuff. And even after like uh, he did all his work, it would be like kids that age don't have phones and they can't just uh, FaceTime and talk to each other. And he was like, I don't know, like, can you like play with me? Or can you find me like one of your friends to talk with? Because he didn't really have anybody to like speak with. All the parents obviously have that like form of interaction, but not really the kids. So I understand that that can be a big um, pro by uh, going with the hybrid learning. Yeah. And personally, I've had a lot of fun texting your siblings. And before we get into which one we both prefer, um, let's quickly talk about the pros and cons of distance learning. And really quickly, I would like to give a shout out to like our school administration. And they quickly came up with a distance learning plan within like a week, which is not easy to do, like to transition teachers to completely online without any training, like shout out to all the teachers and all the admin in our school and 
in all schools because that's definitely not an easy thing to plan and coordinate, especially when there's so much uncertainty going around. Definitely. So I completely yeah. agree with you. Like how everybody from uh, all subjects, from math to music to like counseling, they were they all needed to go and basically choose a, a really limited forms, a, a few limited forms of uh, platforms of educational pro- platforms to go on and to start learning. And uh, I do, I take uh, strings and I was really thoroughly impressed on how um, uh, my strings teacher was able to use this, basically the same resources that were provided to her the same as like my math teacher. And they were both able to get these amazing um, like opportunities and um, uh, like everything for their, for the students. Like uh, my math teacher was able to set up a bunch of uh, Zoom meetings every every single day. He had a Zoom uh, meeting that kids could join if they had any trouble, kind of like the uh, an after school uh, thing, but during school, I guess. And my strings teacher like found all these websites that would help us with our like rhythm and uh, musicality and like technique and all of that. And I was so impressed on how all the teachers were able to go onto the platforms and really um, make their style of learning unique, even through this distance learning. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest pros of distance learning, which could outweigh all the cons, is that you're really lessening and you're really mitigating the amount of health risks. And as we see with a virus like COVID-19, people could die and people could have all these lifelong complications. And with distance learning, you're going to keep everyone at home and you're really limiting that factor. But I think the biggest con is you're losing that social aspect, which really has a direct impact on mental health. And another big con is access to technology. Not everybody has the privilege to have their own computer. And I think something that our school is now transitioning to is providing everybody with some sort of device. And I think COVID-19 really brought up the learning gap between various districts and how various districts don't have resources and i think a lot of internet providers like really use their platform and they were they were providing free internet to people who couldn't afford it so i think if all these businesses come together and help people who don't have the same amount of opportunities as others and provide uh resources and opportunities i think distance learning will essentially be a really safe bet in terms of a health perspective, but in terms of like a social and mental health perspective, you're really losing that social aspect. Because as you talked about with your siblings, like you're in like kindergarten, first, second grade, like how much can you text? How healthy is it really for you to stay on a device all day? Yeah, that too. I I think we didn't even mention how like screen time and all of that, that's not the healthiest. I think we know that as people who probably, I know I did, I would spend at least maybe like 13 hours a day looking yeah. at the screen. That's not healthy for both your eyes, your brain. You're like getting at some act, uh, active uh, activities in your day. That's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to like lastly men- mention yeah. that if we actually did go back to school, whether it be on a hybrid kind of uh, learning or like fully, that two things that I know we started talking about it in the beginning and then we started talking about uh, uh, some other things, but uh, two things that I, when I read the email, I was very concerned about was a transportation because I take the bus every day to school. My parents obviously like wake up and they have my siblings to bring to school and whatever, but transportation is such a big help for both parents and like kids and everything and going on like buses and all of that. 
And I was thinking about it in like, uh, like trying to calculate it. And the bus, I think is about 36. I don't know, something like that. And I did the math and I think you can fit like six or seven kids while socially distancing. Like if you're trying to follow the rules, which probably won't happen since they, they're trying to fit like on their, I don't know, 20, 30 kids. And that's like, obviously everybody will be wearing masks, but that's another health risk. And another thing was uh, lunch. And they talked about adding more um, lunch waves, but no matter how many lunch waves you have, everybody is going to need to take off their mask and expose themselves to the, I mean, the air and everybody and like food and like liquids everywhere. That's, it's not going to go well. So any thoughts on that before we end? Uh, Yeah, I think buses yeah I take the bus too and I think a lot of people rely on buses for school transportation and it is scary to think about how the minute you walk on the bus you have so much potential to being exposed to whatever and I think something that I think Connecticut is doing is they're going to have a bus monitor to make sure everyone is wearing a mask because as you said it's incredibly difficult to social distance on a bus while also providing the opportunity for everyone to have public transportation. And I think another thing that they could do is that if you live in the same household, you have to sit with that person to like limit the amount of spreading. And I think they're going to have a bus monitor to make sure everyone's wearing a mask. And as I said in the beginning, we'll talk a lot about all this mask stuff. So stay tuned for our mask video. But yeah. So, Nina, if we go back to school in the fall, which we will, which out of the three choices would you prefer? I think from uh, after we have analyzed each one and uh, put some pros and cons, I think that the most effective one would be hybrid learning because you're both um, kind of staying at home at sometimes, but you're getting that social aspect on the days. Like it doesn't have to be every day of the week, but you're getting that social aspect, the connection with the teacher the more, um, not forced, but education that is uh, very structured. And I think that's really good for students and it would be a great way to balance out this uh, spread and also like let kids have the social aspect and the, uh, and that aspect of, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you think? What what, what would you Yeah, I agree with you, but I think I would have to prefer going back to school with some regulations. And my reasoning for this is if we have a hybrid model and let's say if certain grades go to school every other day, you're still being exposed to the same amount. And you can argue me all you want and sure you can clean, sure you can do all these things, but you're still being exposed to some amount. And I think a challenging thing through this whole process was mental health. And I think if you do go back to school and take the proper regulations, I think students will be able to further their academic knowledge while also keeping up a social life. Because again, it's hard to, uh, what's it called, socialize if you're at a young age or you may not have access to technology. And I think a big thing that going back to school would help is to like have some sense of normalcy. And I know we may not be able to achieve normalcy again, but if schools have, let's say, temperature checks and people wearing a mask and having all these regulations, I think um, we would be able to go back to school. And I know that there are many health risks. And I even said in the beginning that you could die, you could have all these complications, but 
I think we would maybe have to wait and we can do a reaction on the various plans, but yeah. So thanks everyone for listening to our video and let us know your thoughts about the three um, different kinds of ways we could go back to school. Yeah, the last thing I want to say, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that honestly, after hearing what you said, if you're already going to school for some of the time, and if somebody is sick, then you're going to get it. So I kind of understand what you're saying. Like, if you're already going for a little bit of time, like, what difference does it make? Obviously, there's a little difference. But yeah. if you're already exposed, the time of exposure, like, at least get the full, like, experience if you can. And what emoji should they put down? I think... Uh, is there, like, a, a, a sink emoji? It could represent, like, hand sanitizing or, like, washing your hands. Um... Maybe, like, maybe a soap. Yeah, oh, soap. soap emoji. That's what I was thinking about. So put the soap emoji in the comments. Maybe I'll troll everybody and put the wrong emoji and see how many people copy my emoji or actually Ooh. listen to this. Video. Maybe. Let's see. Okay. Right. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks, everybody. And shout out to all the health workers who wear a mask all day. And shout out to our school administration who's been working so hard. And see you all at the next video. Yeah, see you soon.